And then you, in 1956-57, go over to Harvard for a year. Yes, I prefer great to and, and, and tell me about your... Was this your first experience of America? I'd been for a week, a year, but two years before I was invited to a, um, a Columbia University conference at the Hudson. But this was my... Austin had been in the previous year, mm-hmm. and he, I think, must have persuaded them that they ought to invite me to spend one term in the in the law department, in the law school, one term of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I did, and I went to knock. By this time, uh, Honoré and I had written the first draft of causation of the law. Ah, and and um, almost all of it. And I took it out, and I had a lot of leisure compared to my life here, and read extensively all the American literature on proximate cause and so on, and came back and told, when I came back, oh, we must rewrite this seven-year-old work. It had been six years we'd been at it. And he, instead of blowing up, he agreed. Mm-hmm. And we did what largely recast it to take account of the huge American literature. Mm-hmm. So it was a very seminal. Uh, and I went round to almost about 20 universities lecturing. I mm-hmm. got a great sense of what America was like, mm-hmm. American law. American Apart from giving you the space to do mm. this research. Were there any key people? There was Lon Fuller, with whom I had... Um, An exchange? Yes, and he was in the same... Yes. Um, How did you find him? We got on for, all right. He was rather testy. He couldn't keep his cool in argument. Um, and, uh, but I liked him. He liked me, but he thought I was radically mistaken positivist. Mm. And the word positivist... Uh, had a tremendously evil ring. I mean, I remember hearing somebody say, you know, um, he's, a posit- he's a positivist, but he's quite a nice man. For <laughs> me. And um, so I, had, I teased him mm. in my, my Harvard lecture, Positivism and Separation of Morals, was mm. meant, to, meant, to, meant to be and was provocative. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. created quite an impact. Mm-hmm. How, how, do, how do you now view that exchange between yourself and Fuller? He made some points against me, but I'm not, I think, fundamental. You'll see what I think of Fuller in my review of his book. The Morality of It All? Yes. Yes. Mm. yes. So it's all there. Mm. Were there any other people apart from Fuller that... In fact, worth talking to. Um, Fuller was. He was uh, very much um, defensive, but he was... In he was a self-taught philosopher, Germanic rather, Hegelian. And I was not, not uh, self-taught and not a Hegelian. But um, um, no, I was put on the track of a man they pay no attention to called John Dickinson. Mm-hmm. He was perfectly good. I think mm-hmm. I'm totally mistaken, not never attention to him. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, uh, he was dead. Oh, it was a man called Wexler in the criminal law. And a lot of my writing about the criminal law dates my intensive study while I was in America of Wexler's model penal code. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. W- were there any, was there anybody else? Right, you pound, you mentioned, was... Yes, I got nothing out of him. Mm-hmm. If I liked him. You, you found him personable, but... but uh... yeah, anyhow, he was getting old. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I wasn't talking about that. But... Uh... <laughs> But uh, he, he was 
this 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 widely well, read person and yes, yet yes and it made no very little impact on me um, in one of my essays on American jurisprudence you see some, mm. he had some ideas which were really like Dawkins mm -hmm. and uh, out of that mm -hmm. uh, was was you was your namesake there Henry Hart oh yes you came, very you much across so. him yes a lot a lively fellow. Yes, very odd. He was madly nervous. Before giving an undergraduate lecture, he would pace up and down smoking a cigarette for about two hours. And he was tremendously against positivism, he and Fuller. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, they thought one of two things I'd done in school. They thought I was radically misleading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's about and um, did you come across Paul Freund? Oh, yes, he was the also constitutional Yes, yes. I went to his classes. He was marvellous doing the case law method. Mm -hmm. I didn't get an enormous amount of carry away a great deal. Uh, not, not the case method, for example? You, 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 did, you, did you become enamoured with that, persuaded that that would be a good way of, 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 of handling legal education? Not in England, I thought. Not, uh, one thing that happened when I came back, I tried to stimulate the mute Oxford audience to ask questions and would sometimes put on an hour and a half and I would lecture for three quarters of an hour and leave it to them to ask questions. Mm. And uh, consequence, the only people who asked questions were the Americans. Classic, yes, yes, can you imagine. Well, what about yours, what about the students? Where? Well, at Harvard. Were you actually teaching? Oh yes. So you, so you, would so you did a I course did on legal philosophy? Well, I did twice a week lecturing. Mm -hmm. on legal philosophy, and then I ran a, sem a seminar in the... Um, philosophy department? On causation. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yes. Oh, well, I had... Um, I broke up my lectures into lecturettes so they could ask questions every ten minutes. Nearest the case law method I could manage. <laughs> and I circulated and composed a huge volume of readings for them, which I wish I'd kept a copy of them rather good. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had, in arguing with them, I had been, they Harvard Law School, they're terrifically powerful. I found the rope always slipping between my fingers. Mm -hmm. The moment I set them to write anything in a half-term paper, it was deplorable. They couldn't finish sentences, they had no idea of paragraphing, and it was awful, the writing, tremendous contrast. Mm -hmm. But I got on very well with them, and um, was stimulating by them, certainly. So if we could just summarise what you carried back with you. It was the work that you'd done on causation, um, the criminal law mm. that, you'd, that mm. you'd learned. Yes, and more stimulating students. And more stimulating students. Mm. Well, more, I'm sorry, I was going to say, the importance of stimulating students to ask, not sit mutely there, but to ask questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did, did you write your reply to Boddenheimer... Um, in Harvard. In, in Harvard. Yes. And what sort of response did that reply receive? From him. From, what, what, from, from your colleagues and, and from American legal... I think they thought it quite good. Mm -hmm. That you defended, mm. as it were, your end. Yes. Yes. Certainly he made a lot of mistakes, which I pointed out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then back in... England, you did that lovely review, it's one of my favourites, uh, your review of Dias and Hughes on jurisprudence. No, I've forgotten that. Uh, would you like to say something, this is, this is in 19... I was just shocked by the laxity of the arguments, the inaccuracy. 
I, mean, I got to know Hughes quite well afterwards. Of course, he was a scandal, his name. Yes. But I saw him in America, and he improved enormously theoretically. As mm. well, there was no doubt in morals. One of the things about the piece that I, I suppose I, I, I very sympathetic I with, can't you, one, what you do very nicely uh, is criticise the textbook tradition, the notion of yes. doing producing in jurisprudence mm. a textbook that's yes. a kind of A I'm to Z, and you say, really, is there that? Do we really need this sort of textbook? Mm. Is this the way to teach mm. jurisprudence? Yes. Um, do you still take that view that they, they the were kind books of about books? Books about books. Yes. Um, the yeah. kind of Lloyd in jurisprudence. Yes, I do. You see, you still maintain that view. Yes, um, I think. Uh, well, I, what I tried to was produce a theory of my own. Mm-hmm. Lamentable as it may be. Now, now, one of the things that strikes me about that kind of criticism yes. is the way in which it also challenges the textbook tradition generally in legal scholarship. After all, what Dyson and Hughes did is in, in, in many ways, in, in form as well as substance, the kind of thing that the Cheshires, the I Winfields... No, no objection to textbooks on real property or property. But, but in jurisprudence, yes. that, was, that was the... Yes. Right. Also in 1958, we see the publication of Winch's The Idea of a Social Science. Yes. And I wondered how influential that I had been. I don't know that I've ever read it. You've not? That. I said that I was in Sheffield the other day and they were all shot. I don't think I read it. I used to talk to him and I knew what he thought, I think. Mm-hmm. I, so it wasn't very influential. Because certainly in McCormick's book on you, he does stress the influence of Winch's book on you. Uh, but you... I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I talked to Winch a lot. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which way the influence was gone, but internal and external statements, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So it I didn't influence in terms of, of discussion rather than actually the book? I didn't get the, that idea. No, no, uh-huh. uh-huh. And then in, in round about 1958, you become general editor. Um, what, what's your assessment of the development of the, this idea of general introductory books? I think it's totally good. And you're, so you're, you're rather pleased with the way it's actually yes, developed. Yes, I no longer it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yes. Uh, no, and the, the press was very pleased. It, uh, it sold a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, the concept of law was in there. That's right. And that's the best seller, still is. 